Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fuck. This is the anti-slut shaming podcast. Oh. I felt like this is like a very soothing intro. Oh yeah. It's soothing. Because we talked to an AM radio host. Oh yes we did. Delilah. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> um, hey, how are you? I'm good. Good. Oh, I'll tell you about it in a second. All I know we right. have some business to take care yes, of. Yes, we have to take care of the business. I'll tell you about my pussy soon, though. So, <laughs> Don't you worry. I cannot wait. Um, <laughs> so I promise you, we're not drunk at all. Just... I know. I'm so sober. We've been the craziest when we're this when we're like in these weird tired moods. Remember that girls on girls video, and you were talking about bubble tea, and you were actually you were feeling sick. Oh, I was sick. And yeah, it, you would have thought like to the naked eye that you were <laughs> wasted and yeah. hilarious. No, you're just sick. I was sick. I get a little loopy you do get loopy i kind of <laughs> really like it i'm kind of like whenever you're sick come over we should do like videos and well shit. and also my voice get, gets in this tone that i really like it's I, funny i wish my voice was like a little bit deeper you can control it you can control your what voice. are you talking about christina i don't know i just think you can control your voice hey i have trouble uh getting boys to like me because they think i'm too masculine do you think this will help <laughs> do you think this is gonna help i think it's gonna do wonders for your pussy <laughs> Uh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for tomorrow. Oh yes, tomorrow, guys. I mean, I Corinna's made the mistake of making her birthday party public, so we're like, you know what? Fuck it, balls to the walls. We're advertising it. The problem with having a 30th birthday that lasts forever all, for like a month <laughs> is that when you're 30, you're too tired to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> My real birthday was on Tuesday, and I was just like fucking exhausted the whole time. But I do want to thank Christina. M. Hutchinson. Oh, that's me for uh, <laughs> pulling the wool over my eyes. You guys, I'm very hard to surprise. I don't actually I think I've ever really truly been surprised. Were you truly surprised? Except, oh, I shouldn't have left that fucking winky face. I was. Well, the thing is, uh, yeah, Christina uh, and Seth Herzog uh, collaborated in a surprise. Christina went around to like a bunch of my friends and other comedians. Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne. Um, Your manager. <laughs> my manager, Chris, <laughs> and got uh, them to do a video uh, wish for my birthday. And it was seriously my favorite gift ever. I Good. love it so much. I'm so glad. I'm um, glad I got to see your face when you watched and it. And everyone wants to see it and you're not. It's fucking mine. I was going to say, I feel like you wanted well, to make that private. Because like, people it's made your special thing. People made jokes about other people in a mean way on oh, the video. I didn't get half of those. Yeah, because they were inside jokes directed at me. So I'm oh. like, I can't put that up, number right. one. Right, that's what I figured it was mean, but I was like, what But also, to totally hilarious yeah i thought it was funny um and yeah and so they debuted that at seth herzog's show suite and it was very nice and uh (laughs) and i was like well thank god i wasn't here uh for the comedy (laughs) um and so yeah tomorrow is your birthday party where is it at it's at the grayson where's that at um first and first isn't it it's first and first uh but the uh, exact address is uh 16 (laughs) first avenue if you want to murder corinne yeah don't come oh boy Yeah, and it's a great bar. Uh, the Grayson is a wonderful bar. It's new, uh, and it, they have agreed to donate 10% of net drink sales for the night to Sylvia's Place, which is a wonderful uh, homeless shelter that prioritizes transgender and gay youth in New York City. It's kind of a sister organization to Marriage Equality USA, who I've done work with and is just one of the best organizations uh, that I know about. Yes, it's the Grayson 16 First Avenue. So this is tomorrow, 
Saturday, October 3rd, starting at 9 p.m. We'll be there till close. No cover. You got to be 21. All I got to do is drink. You just right? got to drink. Um, and we have our own bartender, our own backyard. The whole back section is ours. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> be a lot of comedians. There'll be comedians you know from the podcast. Steven's um, going to be there. Steven will be there. Christina will be there. <laughs> Vanessa's going to be there. I will be there. Vanessa will be there. <laughs> I mean, just the whole there. gang. Uh, and I, my only thing is just, I, I would recommend not fucking the comics. You can act, uh, like, well, you can act like you. Because <laughs> a lot of the fans of this, listeners of this podcast are very attractive young women. Yeah. And I'm like, these male comics are going to have a goddamn heyday. Yeah. Because I will say on my birthday, a, a not good birthday present is to fuck someone that I have fucked. <laughs> That's just going to bother me. And I know maybe it shouldn't, but I'm just going to give you the heads up. It's your birthday. And if you do... Do not tell me about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm true. the kind of person who, like, if you cheated on me, don't tell me. Right, right. Because then we'll both move on and we'll have a great day. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thank you everyone who came out to all our shows uh, oh, these past dude. few weeks. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> all the nice birthday wishes. Really sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. We had some fuckers in that video, too. Really, really nice of you. Um, and now we're going to hit you with some more dates because it's never enough for us. No, never enough. Promotion, <laughs> promotion, promotion. So thank you, everybody, who came out to Puss. It was sold out. It was amazing. Uh, Wendy and I hired a pianist and a violinist, and we belted Foolish Games by Jewel at the top of the show. It was <laughs> a dream come true. The next Glamour Push is Thursday, October 22nd at Zinc Bar at 8 o'clock. That's I love great. you. I'm going to be there this time. Excited. And Corinne's going to be there. We're going to have a great lineup. Um, and then thank you to everyone who came out to the Comedian Project at the Standing Room in Long Island City. You made me look really good. Um, it was yeah, really fun. Christina was there in a hot sweatshirt dress. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the next Comedian Project is going to be Wednesday, October 28th. It's at 9 p.m. Again, the Standing Room, which is in Long Island City. It's one stop out of the city. Don't be a fucking bitch about it. Don't um, be a bitch. And then the Halloween edition of Nacho Bitches is Friday, October 30th. That's 9 p.m. at New York Comedy Club. Uh, as always, use code NACHO for $10 tickets. For Comedian Project, use code SEX for $5 tickets. Oh, shit. Damn. Oh, this episode of Guys Who Fuck the Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast is brought to you by Pop Rageous. Pop Rageous? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Queen of leggings. I love Pop Rageous. I was just on their... I was like, oh, we should look at their products and see, like, I want to... We want to, like, pick one to talk about that we really like. And I looked... They fucking have the best Halloween section go to poprages.com and they have the fucking sexiest like cloak cape thing it's called bo- black velvet caster's cloak this is so hot i want to like buy it and have sex in it anytime i hear the words black velvet it reminds me of the song by alana miles black velvet which is my favorite song or one of my favorite songs and i would always hear it when i went into the uh the parking lot at friendlies there was just something about friendlies Really? Like, like a, 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 an obscene amount of times I have pulled into the parking lot at Friendly's. We could end the sentence there, but we're not. And heard <laughs> the song Black Velvet by Lana wow. It's very weird. And then you got a Conehead Sunday. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So if you are in need of a Halloween costume, I highly recommend going to poprages.com and going on their Halloween section because goddamn this shit is sexy. Yeah. You will look good. All your shit will be sucked in. Anyone who was at Nacho Bitches uh, last weekend uh, saw me wearing the Twilight Zone dress. Oh, yeah. I mean, dear God. Dear God, this is you could you could not have a body and their clothes would give you a body. I know. And the one thing that's very specific that I really like about Pop Rages is, you know, every, and every girl has this no matter how what your weight is, like that little armpit fat area. Little armpit that fat. That as you get older, it gets a little more. Even pretty. Victoria Adams. 
you know, Beckham, Beckham. but formally Adams oh, had really? that. Because I don't think as, actually, as, as Victoria Beckham, I don't think she had the arm fat. Oh, but as Victoria yeah. Adams, maybe <laughs> She got comfortable. David was like, I'm not going anywhere. And she's like, I'm going to let myself loose. Oh, no, the reverse. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that you can find all these items at www.popragious.com. That's P-O-P-R-A-G-E-O-U-S. Corinne, were you reading that? Nope. From she my wasn't. Mind. She was looking off into From space. From my mind. You're so good with words. You can also, uh, it's great. You can check them out on Instagram. It's a great way to see all the wonderful things they have uh, to offer without the trouble of going to a website. Yeah, fuck that shit. So they're at Popragious, again, P-O-P-R-A-G-E-O-U-S. And uh, if you're going to buy anything, make sure to use the coupon code G-W-F at checkout. You'll get 20% off your order. Oh, okay. (laughs) Dude. Yes. Okay. First of all, a lot of people wrote in the podcast being like, it's cuck queen. Yeah. Okay. So I said I had a cuckolding fantasy fetish thing, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And when a bunch of people tweeted porn to me, which I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And masturbated to. I saw a lot. And got off on. Yeah. So thank you so much for caring about my vagina, you guys. I really appreciate it. But but seriously, and then when I but when I learned that the term was cuck queen versus cuck cold, I was like, oh god, that's like I'm not a doctor, I'm a diva. Like shut the fuck up. But wait, but it's a mid- means man. I'm I don't confused. know, but anything with like a queen, unless you're like cuck yes king? queen, it just like, sounds like a sound like a, a, a bird would make cuck queen. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking every time sick people kept tweeting us. What kind of crazy ass drug lord Ka-queen. birds are you around? <laughs> Jesus. That's what I thought. Um, well, I it just reminded me of like I'm a diva. I don't know. Just that bullshit like whatever. Like it's comedian. Like, yeah, like, it's comedian. like making your making don't your razor make, pink. Yeah. Like we can't use a black razor, like it's not gonna fucking work. Yeah. Uh, and I can we gotta handle pay, the black razor. And we gotta pay more for it. Oh, thank you. And we gotta pay more for it, Gillette. Go fuck yourself. Anyway. Um, so I'm glad to know that term because I didn't know that term existed. And the actual word is from like a mid century. Like there's yeah. there's And how it, awful would it be if you accidentally told someone who was fucking your boyfriend on camera by the wrong name? That would be I would be so embarrassed. The worst. I'd be like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Oh. Uh, punish me. No. Um, so we kind of discovered from sex club stuff and, mm-hmm. and having, I mean, it was the first time. It's not like I'm not going to do it again. I'm definitely going to do it again. Yeah. Because of curiosity. Right. But I was like, you know what? I think I narrowed it down and I really, really want to focus on the cuckold thing, cuck queen thing, I guess. And he was like, Stephen was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we found a girl. That uh-huh. we went on a date with. Right, right. Oh, yes. You told me about Which this. is why I wasn't at Nacho Bitches. Yes. Because I was on a date. Yes. With a girl. And it was amazing. It was, she's so cool. We're going to have a three-way. Uh-huh. I put it in my calendar as three-way. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> um, And I don't know. It's brought out something very, It's it's interesting how... This is the most adventurous thing I've done sexually probably my whole life. Oh, yeah. I mean, the three with two guys wasn't pl- like this is like a planned thing. And I'm really proud of myself for like, you know what? Go after what you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because sexually, I'm just like, whatever you want to do, like I'm OK with. Right. And that's been my whole life. But it's like with sex. I'm like, why the fuck would you not go after what you if 
and also Stephen try we Stephen kind of attempted to dissect why I am so turned on about this. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, I don't give a shit why I'm turned on about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It makes my vagina wet. It doesn't harm anybody, and everyone's consenting. So who fucking cares? I don't care to dissect See, it. See, I think sometimes yeah, oh, and overanalyzing it for me it really gets sex. me out of it. That's yeah. why. That's my problem. I like. I want to find a way to like do something that ha- that's that's like group sex or or swinger oriented, but without all the planning and the consent. Yeah. I'm not down for that. I mean, consent, but it's like if you're there, obviously. Yeah, you don't need it's to. Kind of, yeah, that's the thing for me because like well, all this are talking so... really gets me out of it. Like yeah. I, like it's 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 I it's it's nice that you can go and plan a, a three way and still be into the three way because after the three way date, I would have been like, I'm not interested in having. Well, a we talked anymore. about. I mean, we just talked about her life and her experience. Oh with three God. ways before. I'm so dry. She was so cool. <laughs> but the one thing we did have to talk about, and we have been talking about, because we kind of all got on like a a, a messenger sort. Like we downloaded like a messenger app oh so we can all three God. talk. What? Well, you have to go over. No, like... I know. I am just not cut out for this community at all. <laughs> like, no. Well, then don't. Then don't. I know. Way. I know. Uh, but we ha- I, you know, I wanted to go over like what I was willing to do, what I definitely did not want her to do to me, what I wouldn't do to her. What what was I OK what with? Don't you want her to do to you? I don't I don't think I want her to eat me out. Oh, really? I don't know. And then Stephen was like, well, what if we both ate you out together? And I was like, that's more like it. I don't know. Is there enough room? <laughs> Girl, my pussy's dressed for miles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The thing is, hmm. though, you were trying to make these rules because, it, you know, you want to be comfortable going into it, which I agree. This hasn't taken the joy out of it for me at all. In fact, every fucking time Stephen and I start talking about it, we just end up having sex. Right. Or I'm like, beer right back. I kind of masturbate real quick. Right. Like, it's spiced up our sex life in a way that I did not... It's really exciting, and we're flirting with her. It's weird because flirting's I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm not used to having to go get somebody. I'm used to people coming to me as a as a woman. Really, yeah. I mean, it's just when you're a chick, you get people coming to you with like, "Hey, you want to do something? You want to talk?" And you say yes or no. But we actually had to go after her, and I was so bad at it. And Stephen is so fucking good at flirting. You like, were bad at it. How yeah, because so? I was like, "Hey." My name's Christina. Would you be interested in getting... Like, I just don't know what to say because I'm so used to everybody being like, yo, hang out with me real quick, you know? <laughs> but you're not weird as a wingman. I'm not... No, I'm not weird as a wingman. A man. wing queen. <laughs> a wing diva, wing bitch. Wing queen, girl. <laughs> I'm a wing queen, girl, diva, cunt, bitch, whore, yeah. Oh, kill me. Oh, um, but that was fun. And I... I, Yeah, this is really exciting. I re- I'm. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's not gonna suck. If probably a three way, a three way. I would hope. <laughs> I mean, we, it's already planned, but uh, yeah. So we'll see. And I am intrigued. We have talked. And oh, another thing. I'm most impressed doing. that Steven's gonna do this completely sober. Oh, he's done everything. Completely no, sober. I know. That's oh, yeah. my most. Oh, impressed. I'm not gonna be completely. Sober. No, I know I'm gonna you're have a not. Drink. Uh, she doesn't smoke weed though, so I don't want to smoke weed because I want to be on the same level. You know what I mean? I think yeah, and I also I think like just for as for like sexy, like have a glass of whiskey, you know? Yeah, okay. chill okay. out. Um, so yeah, we went over like what we what we're cool with doing, what we're not cool with. Do- really, no one. Basically, none of us give a shit. And it's like when we're not comfortable, you'll know, kind of thing. Uh huh. Um, but I was give like, a I- safety word. Oh no, we didn't do that. Maybe okay. we should. What should our safety word be? Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to say it like that. Aww. It's like bingo. If you don't yell it, Ka-queen. I don't hear it. <laughs> or it's like on Jeopardy when it's like Monopoly. 
no. <laughs> what is Monopoly? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I guess we gotta have a. I guess we have to have a safe word. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Um, I don't really know how sex works. But then me either, dude. Me either. <laughs> we but. Yeah, well, some the last couple of times that we've had sex, like we've talked about it, like yeah. we've incorporated that into our dirty talk. God damn, god damn. Oh yeah, well yeah. Oh my god, it comes so hard into your dirty talk is amazing. But that's, that's that's how I know. I'm like, okay, that's how I know that this is something I'm pretty amped for. Yeah, see, it's different. My for vagina me. leads the way. You I know? think I'm just into it, like in theory. But then if like, I have like when I yeah, this is a, interesting. I'm I, I'm 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 awaiting. I'm too. I'm really. interested. I don't know what's gonna. I don't know. I'm very proud of you for going on that date. Thank you. Because I sure as fuck would have never done that. I, we were so nervous. We yeah. were waiting for it's We were like sitting nervous. on a bench. Like, I, I look at Steve and I was like, when was the last time that you felt like this? Because it's nice to feel nervous. It's it makes nice. you feel alive. Yeah. And it's not even. That's why I like haunted houses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> you got a point there. Uh, haunted hayrides are good too. Yeah. 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 Uh, like climb up the cage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just makes you feel more alive. And yeah, it does make you feel more alive. It's really exciting. I'm excited to report back, mm. I guess. All right. Um, <laughs> how, how are you doing? Uh, well, I just wanted to address quickly since uh, you fuckers and I oh, mean that it you're in, so in the less in nice way. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just inundated with the tweets and uh, emails after last week's episode, which I mean... I don't appreciate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you put yourself out there. I expected yeah. it. Well, no, no, this is that's that that's fine. Um, but everyone felt the need to psychoanalyze my relationship with Harrison, which is hilarious because like that's why the podcast exists so we can analyze our relationships with the people in our lives ourselves. <laughs> it's not so you can tell me a bunch of wrong information about myself. I think I have a pretty good grasp on that. I yeah, we know that I'm weird about things, but I never denied that. And I also said like the relationship with Harrison was super weird. Um, and none of us really, no one really understands it. So it's just like, well, let's fucking. Yeah. And first I was like, I was like not in love with him. I don't know how much more clear I could have made. No, that. you are. Uh, no, and you it's are. very weird when people, people said you, that. Cause you are. And then a bunch of people said I was mean, which of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hello. Have you been listening to the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> of course. I would, like, was there any question that I wasn't going to mean? Like, that's exactly how it is. But the reason being, and I explained it was because my number one, like pet peeve in a person person is people who can't stand up for themselves and it's annoying to me that everyone was like on my ass about that because it's like as a society would we put up with a president who didn't like a capable talented president who didn't stand up for himself or a fucking pope who didn't stand up for themselves no we absolutely would not so it's like why are we comfortable with people in our lives who don't stand up for themselves when they have every capability to do so so that I agree is it what that had and it's just and it's um you know absolutely we do put our out here and of course people are gonna make comments about it uh but the thing is it's like i think everyone just needs to be more worried about him- themselves i'm very worried about oh, myself that's... and that's why i decided it would be a good idea to do this <laughs> podcast like that's why we're here so we could learn more about ourselves from each other not so i could have a bunch of uneducated responses to my life <laughs> yeah, my thanks life. anyway <laughs> you guys love annoying me it's my it's like your favorite thing but also thanks for all the nice birthday wishes. It was a very I'm a <laughs> Libra, so we we kept it balanced. We kept it balanced. Oh, I didn't know. But, you but, but it's like my favorite is like when people write us emails like talking about me. Like I, I, we're the ones fucking reading the emails. I know. Who do you think is reading the emails? Oh, I we know. Have they have no don't... money. It's us. 
It's us reading the emails. So at least if you're gonna say something cunty, fucking uh, address us. Be like, hey, have Corinne, some goddamn this respect. This is what I fucking think. Corinne, you're a dick. Christina, <laughs> suck my clit. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Just address I, what I respect doing. that because you're God. You're talking to us like we're Dear people. Lord. We're fucking people. We have souls. We have <laughs> we have beating hearts. Oh, oh okay. I'm gonna read an email really quick. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> Really um, if you want to email us, sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Uh, this, I love this email. This was a really oh, interesting yeah. email. Mm-hmm. The subject is shit. Mine's different. Writing this email makes me nervous and a little intimidated because I like you both so much. Oh, I'm going to skip the part. Stephen was like, you talk about yourself. Skip that part. It's um, part of the email. <clears throat> Um, I love your podcast. I'm a recent subscriber. I travel for work pretty heavily in the fall, and you've made this travel season less shitty than previous travel seasons. All right. Second of all, I want to ask your advice uh, or your opinion on the issue I have. So as you can probably tell from the subject line, I do not poop like most people on this earth. I have an an ostomy bag, just like this rock star model who showed hers off last year. And she uh, made a link to it, which I I remember seeing. In case you don't know exactly what this is, I'll do my best to explain it. Basically, the end tip of my small intestines is sticking out of my stomach. I put an ostomy bag over it to catch the poop that comes out. In other words, I have a bag of shit just chilling off my stomach. (laughs) I've had it for almost eight years now, and I will probably have it for the rest of my life i had surgery when i was 21 and my sex life and dating life came to a screeching halt i've recently started getting into the dating world again but i'm so goddamn nervous about jumping back in the sack with anybody i'm so self-conscious about it i go on tinder dates Uh, i've done match.com i've ended up telling some of the guys about it on dates one of them came right out and said that's disgusting and a real turnoff others acted okay with it at the time but then they fell off the face of the earth I've even talked to a couple friends who are dudes about it, and one of them, who was really outspoken, said that that's just going to happen. He said, you just have to accept the fact that guys aren't going to like that. The reason I wanted to ask your opinion on this is because you are such confident women. I need some advice on how to get past this so I'm not growing old, just me and my vibrator. I mean, sounds rad. Uh, Any advice on this, how to tell guys about this and how long to wait? The first date is too soon, but saying something right away before we're about to get busy seems really inconsiderate. Uh, What about one night stands? Do you think that's even possible with my situation? Because I don't want to miss out on any of the experiences because I automatically don't think I can have them. Please help. I love you. And she included a picture and she's so goddamn adorable. (sighs) You look pensive. She, I mean, look, here's, here's what I, here's how, here's how I immediately, first, I have a couple of thoughts. First thought is. The kind of guy that would go to this girl, go on a date and say, I don't like that. That's disgusting is not the kind of guy anybody wants. I don't want to be with that kind of I don't want to be with a guy who won't fuck the girl with the cloth with us with the fucking bag that I forget the word. I'm sorry. God damn it. I don't want to. I don't want that guy. That guy's a dickhead. And but on the you other think hand, someone is a dickhead, though, just because they wouldn't fuck someone because of that. No, not because they okay. wouldn't fuck someone. But if they come out and say that's disgusting, you're mm-hmm. an asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not having any like bedside manner about exactly. it. Or being sensitive to some. That's, that's we all shit. have we all have something, quote unquote, disgusting about us. Right. And yours is a bag of shit hanging out of your yeah, side, some, of, your, yeah, side of your stomach. Some is like a deep re- a seated problem in their, your soul. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, sometimes it's you just know, your whole personality. I've met people whose personalities make me wish they had just had a bag of shit hanging from them. And they were nice people. To be yeah, honest. Totally. <laughs> um, you know how I would handle this if this was me? How? I would have such a, I would have a sense of humor about oh, it. Oh, yeah. A sense of humor will get you everywhere. 
even if you have a bag of shit hanging out of your nose. Right. And I think that, I don't think that it's, I think the first date is a little too soon, but mm-hmm. I almost, anytime after that, the second date. What about like, because I, mean, I don't, I th- people are going to be unfair about it and judge you about it if you tell them right away and that's bullshit. They need to get to know how awesome you are. And then you'd be like, oh, by the way, this is crazy. I got bad as shit hanging out of the side of my stomach all the time. Right, but I mean, what what if it's like you're meeting people on like a like I don't know how she's meeting people. If she's meeting people on like a, a well, online, a, on, she said. Yeah, so like an online exactly. So if you're meeting someone online, uh, I mean, what do you think of just putting it in your profile, just like out there? The only thing with that is I feel like people won't give her the chance. I think people won't give her the chance. Right, because if I mean, you know I feel how like great tr- somebody is, I you kind of like don't give a shit. I would feel a little, a little tricked if someone like revealed that later, because it's like to me, it's just reinforcing the fact that everyone's hiding something a- shitty, no pun intended, <laughs> oh. about themselves. <clears throat> I say second date, um, definitely by the second date, and I mean, yeah, and you can't wait just before you get sexual, because for me, that that's gonna make the make a sexual experience, which is kind of almost always awkward, more awkward, and yeah. you don't want to do that. That's not necessary. I mean, I would have to also know like the exact logistics of like what also can you do anal sex i i mean i would imagine maybe no No? because it's hooked up to your small yeah how does that way it's hooked up i don't know i don't know i would just i would in a joke there about anal i would (laughs) that's where i was going with that (laughs) yeah but i mean like listen there's there's people out in the world with a a lot of things quote-unquote wrong or weird about them it's just you know it's just we all have something that makes us different i don't know but it's like the same thing is like i mean if you were in a wheelchair would you not tell someone would you not wait till they showed uh, up that's how i was thinking about it that's different though although i was thinking about it like a wheelchair i wouldn't not go out on a date with someone if they were in a wheelchair i really wouldn't either honestly i kind of would think it's hot (laughs) Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would totally, I mean, if someone seemed really cool, it's, I think the online part is, is, is what's making it rough. Cause you can it, judge people so quickly. Yeah. Cause if I met someone in person and I was talking them to them all night and they were really fucking cool and I was really vibing with them and then I find out that they have to carry their shit in a bag around with them, I would be like, you know what? I've heard worse things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, um, I, I showed this email to Steven because his dad is in a wheelchair Yeah, and he had a, a the, that bag for a long time and he just he's just someone who's really sensitive and understanding about any body thing he yeah. his dad the way his dad has to go to the bathroom is very different and it tends to be in his family very public yeah. to, to his family and right. they're all used to it and they're all like you gotta fucking do what you have to do yeah. and he read this email and he like almost cried he's like my heart is br-. like people just at the thought of anybody judging you based off of that is such bullshit to him mm-hmm. because he lives his life with like helping his father wipe his ass. You know what I mean? Like it's just different. Right. Just, and also there are so many people who have, who are like Steven who have that situation who are so sensitive who is like perfect because he was like, oh my God, I totally fucked that girl. And I showed him, <laughs> I showed him her picture and he's like, she's so cute. I totally fucked that girl. I'm like, you should fuck that girl. Like, <laughs> oh, so yeah, if you want to be the unicorn. <laughs> yeah. To their Seriously. Honestly, them. I think that'd be dope. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I think people just need. I think if you explained it, I think the key, as with most things, is when people are judging or weirded out or grossed out by something, it's because they don't fully understand it. So me, I don't even logistically one hundred percent understand what it is or how it affects your life or how exactly how it's hooked up. But I think if you explained it to me, and I was just like ninety nine percent sure I wasn't gonna get poop on me while we were fucking, I'll be totally fine with it. I mean, everyone's at risk of getting poop on them while they fuck. Well, I mean. <laughs> 
mean, I would just true. No. I think people just Seth. want. I think people just want to. I want to not going to get poop. And I mean, it's in the bag, so probably less chance of getting poop on you than the normal, exactly, quote unquote person. <laughs> My poop's bagged. Yeah, bitch. I think. Yeah, I think have a sense of humor about it, and just like if you feel sexy, then that will you know go out into the world but if you feel yeah. weird about your poop bag then other people are certainly going to feel you weird about it fucking poop bag because they know less about that poop bag than you do you know about you know that poop yourself bag. you know you that poop, poop bag. bag you got to educate others on that poop bag you got to tell everybody about that poop bag girl. yeah tell them about your fine. poop bag <laughs> i'm making jokes about it yeah i'm fine with it now. i'm f- great with it yeah I'll, I'll fuck you. As long as it's yeah, as long as it's not like you don't smell it over dinner and I'm not getting poop <laughs> on me, I think we're good. And that's just for hygiene in general, because I mean, yeah, there's you diseases. just don't want poop on you. Yeah. You don't want poop on you. Capiche? We good? <laughs> we good, girl? Oh, our guest. <laughs> uh, he's great. Oh he's my great. God. He arrived <laughs> post whiskey with a entire growler of beer. And yeah, we we learned we learned a lot of fancy words during this episode. One of them is growler of beer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I never heard that before. I heard it because at, yeah. at Whole Foods and also Dwayne Reed, I think used it, which kind of downed Ugh. it a little bit. All yeah, right, Dwayne Reed. Don't yeah. take a great the Dwayne Reed in Williamsburg. You can get a growler Ugh, of beer at. Of course, of course you can. Can I also get a feathered hat? <laughs> All right, so. The gentleman we have on today is a lawyer. He is a lawyer. Um, He's actually, yeah, he's uh, New York's leading authority on bare breasts and public non-sexual nudity. He was the first speaker in Free the Nipple and was responsible for the topless, finest NYPD memo instructing uh, the NYPD on how to properly handle bare breasts. And let me tell you, if there is one man that seems like he can handle a bare breast and also use a word that we don't understand, it's this guy. this guy. This guy fights for your titties. He girls. fights for your titties. He might fight with our titties, but yeah. we do come out. Our titties fight back. We come, we come out loving each other. It's all good. Uh, thanks to Mike Coscarelli for putting us in touch with this gentleman. Please give it up for Ron Kuby. Yeah, that's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We are here with Mr. Ron Kuby Esquire. Right? I Esk, guess that's a yeah, I, I usually don't use the esque because it is sounds that? That's poor. the best part, though. It's I know. Just, it's you a earn little, that shit. It's, I know, but it's a little pretentious, even well, for me. Ron Kuby Esquire. You know, look, I have a Juris Doctorate degree, so I could be Dr. Dr. Ron, Ron Kuby Oh, that's Esquire, better. Which is much better in, mm-hmm. like, like you know, take off your clothes. I'm a doctor. I've seen this all before. It's oh, not a problem. That, that never ends right. well. Yeah. Is that how you start your law meetings? No, usually About not. sexual stuff and no, boobs? No, usually um, my, Just my sexually meetings, assault your clients? No. Usually my meetings Good. start with, um, I'm going to be the man who holds your liberty and your future in his hands. No pressure. Do you really want that person to be stupid enough to believe the story you just told me? That's usually oh. how my my client meetings begin. So, so people, I mean, there's an R-rated version of that. The R-rated. Now I want to start yeah. there. Okay. Now these presumably in the scenario you just described to us as a hypothetical. Presumably innocent, it, they are under the law. Right, but mm-hmm. are, is. Are your clients the person who was sexually assaulted or who did the assaulting? Um, I actually don't 
do sexual assault cases. Okay. It's um, more like public nudity. I do public nudity. Right. I'm the New York's leading expert on bare breasts and public nudity, and, and my mom, before she passed, was very proud of that. But but I don't do sexual assault cases. Okay. Um, you know what? I don't like rape. I don't either. I, I, but you know Put what? Put that on a bumper sticker. I, I know. You know like, I don't like rape. And, I don't like and, it. And the rape cases that I've encountered, it, it's always the same thing when I meet the client. It's wait for the DNA test to come back. If your DNA is there, then it was consensual. If your DNA wasn't there, it never happened, and she's just crazy. Oh. Those, those are the two defenses. And I honestly, at this age and at this time in my life and as the father of a daughter, I really don't like doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that right? sounds shitty. Yeah, no. Meaning defending a rapist? Like... Yeah, no, look, rapists deserve, accused rapists deserve a defense. Everybody I deserves guess. a defense, yeah. and I'm totally down with that. It's right. just, but I'm not a bus. It's not like I stop at every corner, you put in the required fare, and I represent you. So Right, you can I, be picky. I, yeah, I, I am. I, I, Have you ever represented a rape victim or a rapist, an alleged well, I yeah, I, I I did. I represented a rapist once. Mm. I, I know. How was that? I mean, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to fucking do it. Her name. Well, I won't. Whoa! Her name. It was a woman. Yeah, she was a 21 year old school aide in the Bronx, oh. and she was accused of statutory rape of a 14-year-old boy who actually looked like he was in his mid-20s. And when you saw it on television, when you first saw it on television, you saw the two pictures side by side. You saw this very petite, Latina-like hot young woman yeah. and this sort of big, burly, sort of scary-looking black guy. Yeah. And and underneath the black guy's name was Victim, and, and underneath her name, her face was Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people said, well, well, you got that confused. That's yeah, I, feminism, I right? Yeah, Hell yeah, women can be rapists too, you know. Well, but also can. that's statutory rape. I think yeah. that's like a horse of a different color. Not- oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it Mr. Is. Republican. But let's talk about legitimate <laughs> statutory rape. Statutory rape is a little bit different. Well, especially the, the teachers fucking the kids. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a little bit different. It's still a teacher taking advantage of the child. She was not a teacher. She Teacher's was aid. Uh, <laughs> and that's what you told the judge. Didn't you? School aid. She was the person so now, that you walked up to in the hallway and said, Ms. So and so, can you tell me where the dean's office is? She it was, was not 21. like she was in some position of authority or right. something. All totally. Right. But yes, I did. But also, uh, uh, it wouldn't matter what her position of authority, if she had a position of authority either way, right? Because 14 and 21 is illegal. In New York, it, it, isn't it? It, 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 it is, and, and so remains. I mean, look, I had a boyfriend when I was 15 who was 21, and we had sex, and he could have gotten arrested, Actually, I guess. The, the, Definitely. Not, not to be too self-revelatory. <laughs> My mom threatened it. So early in the show, um, I first had sex when I was 15, um, and that was back in... 1971, right? Whoa! Whoa! Right? Holy shit! I mean, shit. that's when dinosaurs <laughs> walked the earth with people. I could and, never have told that you all grew up in the 70s. Right. And Me she, either. Not she, with that ponytail, sir. She, too, was 21. Right. And my memories of her oh, interesting. are nothing but fond. Mm-hmm. And, I bet. And if somebody <laughs> yeah, they were. were fond to, titties. like, arrest her, I would have, like, felt, like, 
this is so wrong. You know what's interesting? Well, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely understand. And there is this case that Dan Savage talks about, has been talking about on this podcast of this. Uh, I think the this guy was 17 years old, uh, 20. I don't know, whatever. He was like above the age of consent in the state he was living in, between 17 and 20. He met a girl on Tinder who lied and said she was 17, but she was actually 14. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. They met up. I, they I had met sex. one of those ones too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The lied about their age? Yeah, you well, know, now, I, I, at least. Yeah, I didn't know she was 14 the first time. Anyway, we <laughs> Jesus. I was um, a kid. Come on. Oh, uh, right. 70s. Well, no, so they were they were like 4 eight, 4 years apart yeah, I think yeah, in age yeah, ultimately. Yeah. But so they end up having sex in his car and they came back to her parents' house and their parents were looking for her so they they I guess she was missing cuz they couldn't get a hold right. of her. They called the police to ask, you know, to help find her. The couple and the daughter with this guy from Tinder end up coming to back to her parents' house. The police were there and she was like, "Oh shit. Okay, I just didn't know where you were." And then the police started questioning the guy and they found out that the guy was much older and the girl was actually 14, not right. 17, like you said. I think the said. guy was black, right? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Does that, that matter? Uh, it, in the justice in, system? Well, in the justice system. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no! Has no, no influence whatsoever actually, on what happened. I actually have no idea if yeah. he was black. I honestly no, I, don't know. And, 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 and look. But how? But he's getting charged with being a sex offender, so he has right. to go to door to. He can't own a computer. He has to go door to because this girl, this little girl, lied to him. Well, look, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's actually a little complicated. I mean, as a man, as a heterosexual man who's been one my whole life, I, I do think there's an obligation upon men to make sure the women they fuck are number one of legal age and number two are actually capable of giving consent. Now, that's a philosophical position. I, I have yeah. not always lived by it. But but I think as a general set of principles, as the father of a daughter, mm-hmm. I, I, I think those are a good set of principles. Should there be prosecutorial discretion? Should issues of race and stuff not deform the system as they so often do? Totally oh, right. Oh, well, yeah, that's just um, a fucked up the, system. The other, the other issue, and, and it's patriarchal and it's sexist, but it, it's no less true, is the consequences for a 14-year-old girl having sex with a 17-year-old guy are very different socially as well as physically from the consequences of a, of a 14-year-old guy having sex with a right. 17-year-old girl. If you're 14 years old and you score with a teacher, it's like, dude, you're a stud. You are hot. Everything's great. Uh, if you're a woman, number one, you run the risk of pregnancy and STDs unless you oh. took proper protection. Mm-hmm. Which And STDs on the guy's end, too, but obviously not, yeah, not but, pregnancy. You know, we, we, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like fine. Um, and, well, and the other problem is you, more you, become, you become, you're not a stud, you're a slut. Right. And and so so both the physical and social consequences are different. So I, I do sort of view these cases just personally, right. not necessarily legally, but personally I do view them a little differently and I try to view them case by case. Right, 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 right. Interesting. But, but, but legally, I mean... It, in the case like that, I mean, the guy is now a convicted sex offender. They're trying to start a petition or they did start a petition or something to get that label off because right. the girl lied. Uh, but you can't. Re- I mean, you're fucked, I guess. Like, because when you're on the sex offender registry, you're fucked. OK, gee, a girl lied. Like, gosh, a guy lied. Like, I love you. No, no, I really love you. Oh! 
Oh, he lied to me. Oh, gee, what a freaking shocker that is when we're talking about adolescence. People, well, people in general are liars, not yeah, just adolescents. Everyone's, everyone's a fucking right. liar. Adolescents use it as a tool, though, because right. it's the easiest way out, and they're not thinking logically about the repercussions. Right. A- adolescents tend to lack what what I call, and we we in the among the cognoscenti call consequential thinking. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. okay, so you know, she says she's nineteen, and like, I'm gonna have sex with her. That's great. Um, what happens if she actually is as young as I think she might be? What's going to happen to me? They, they don't have that capacity, and that's that's why a right. lot of these these laws really need to be entrusted to sensible prosecutorial discretion. Tell you one story. Um, yeah, of, of many. I, I had a, a a nice young man, and this was back in the 1980s. He and he was 16, and his girlfriend was 14, mm-hmm. and they ordered pornography. Uh, and this was before there was online, right? Yes, there was a time <laughs> when if you wanted porn, you had to order through the mail. Mm-hmm. So he, when he filled out his request, he ordered young porn. He wanted young people. Like 18, not pedophile. Well, they, they, don't, they don't issue like an age limit, you know, what do you want? And he said young because he, you know, and his girlfriend wanted to watch porn together. They didn't want to watch, want to watch like 20-year-old people fucking like that's ancient. Gross. They want, Oh, like Ew, disgusting, 20. right? They wanted to watch people their own age having sex. Well, of course, the, the people who were in charge of the, the, the male unit, um, M-A-I-L mm-hmm. unit, um, <laughs> decided they would send kitty porn to him. Oh, my right? God. Like eight-year-olds being raped by Oh, whatever. my God. Right. So and this is a real was... underground uh, porn delivery. Right, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. We got the good stuff. Yeah, oh. yeah. Hey, you wanted young? I got just some young. You want young? And, you want the snuff? And, of course, he signs for it, and they immediately arrest him. <laughs> this is kind of funny. <laughs> and, and, and he comes to me because I, I know his family. I know just his mother. Just want to see 17-year-olds fuck. I, I know then family. Ashton Kutcher pops out. He's like, you got you're arrested. <laughs> really? Sex really? for life. Gotcha. And 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 I went to the 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 then not chief because you know there's still people out and there. And you represented who have real the careers. guy. Yeah, yeah. I okay. represented the guy, and it was like like my whole life. I, I'm about to be go to prison for 20 years. Right. And, you know, because because it's a lot worse to actually order porn online of underage girls than it is to actually fuck underage girls. Interesting fact. In, in terms of the law. Wow. In terms of the law. Right. Is there a reason behind yeah, that? Yeah, why? Um, not a very good one. Um, what but, is, but it, what anyway, is it? Can I finish my story, no, please? this is I, not I mean, a podcast where so we interrupt the, you. Okay, so this guy <laughs> comes to me, and, and I finally go to one of the higher-ups in the sex offender unit in, in the DA's office in Manhattan, and, and I say, look, this is what this is. This is nothing more than that. And she says, look, I'd like to have the kid examined. Just, you know, have, get him a little shrunk to make sure that's all this is. Mm-hmm. And I said, fine. He's fine with that. And, and we did that. And she said, you know, this is not a case. She dismissed the charges. He is now a fabulously successful physician um, in a state which I will I will not name and has a great career and a wife and a family and is fine but he has this, a life 
Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You know, he's he's fine. He just was, you know, a sixteen year old kid who had a fourteen year old girlfriend that want to watch porn. I yeah. mean, that was like the worst of it. And now he's fine, but it could have in a different state with a different DA, mm. you know. And and if he had not been like a little white rich Jewish kid, yeah, yeah, which you know really helps, could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Now, how are how legally how are the repercussions different from ordering underage girl porn to fucking an underage girl? Well, it's actually really sort of fascinating because the age of sexual consent it's different differs dramatically from state to state. In New York, for example, it's 17. Now, even I can't have sex, if I'm 16, I can't have sex with a 16-year-old? Well, you, actually, you, you you can because there's graduations okay, in terms of mm-hmm. ages. They've actually, in New York, they've, they've figured that out in a way so is not the, to, like when two 14-year-olds are fucking and like one, and the girl like reaches her 16th birthday a couple of weeks before the guy does, she's not a felon. They, they've actually uh, figured okay. that out, Well, that's right? actually nice because yeah, no, like, no, no. you expect 16-year-olds not to fuck right, each other? Right. Go but, fuck yourself. But, but, you know, you wonder who spent all this time thinking this through. Right. But, but anyway, um, so the age of consent differs dramatically from state to state. But in terms of federal pornography law, the age is 18 and under. So any woman who appears to be 18 or is 18 and is depicted in a state of, without going into details, we all understand what we're talking Get about here. Bucked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Or even with her boobs out and stuff, rubbing them. Um, <laughs> well, right now you're real turned yeah, into a southern yeah, male like, yeah, rubbing those boobies. Um, <laughs> that is a federal offense. Right. So, so poor Mark Foley. Remember Mark Foley? Yeah, who the fuck? Why right. do I know he that was, name? He was a congressman who actually authored this federal porn law. And I ended bet up he did. getting yeah, he did. in He's trouble. Like, Perks, baby. He got in trouble for for banging a seventeen-year-old, which was totally legal, right? So now, the age she, of consent was seventeen in right. the state. Okay. She could not send it now. If she sent him a photo of 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 herself online. He he would be doing serious time, and 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 after really? after they had sex, if he like offered her a beer, like you know, would you right. like something to wash that down with? Then he'd be in real trouble. Did you mean but... semen right there? <laughs> <laughs> you want a cup of my jizz? Did or... you try to get that bias? Put an appendage no, around you your neck. You slip that bias on the guys we fuck podcast. I can't podcasts? slip anything by you guys. <laughs> no, you really you know can't. Um, <laughs> okay, so wait, so but that seems that seems a little bit unfair if a seventeen-year-old girl, because I mean, you know, we were all seven. 17 months, that's a oh, I was trying prime, to fuck. prime bodies. You want to take prime. photos, you want to send them to older men. So why, just for opening an email, is that guy going to get years and years in prison? Seems a little unfair. Well, Yeah, it, come on. It, it, it is. I mean, <laughs> the idea behind it, like so many ideas behind bad things that happen, right. the idea behind it is a good one. Mm-hmm. You want to stop a market in child pornography. And, and since you're never going to be able to stop the producers because they're in various countries and you have no jurisdictional access to them, you're never going to track them down. Right. You aim at the consumers uh-huh. of child pornography. Those are the people you go after. Those are the people you take out of a daisy chain, and so to speak. And and it it says to the other people out there, don't do 
this. So making an example, kind of like the way uh, Johns and like prostitution, they get, get in trouble for just as much as the hookers and everything. Right. Although right. the penalties are, are much, much more serious because you really do want to stop Mine. grownups mm-hmm. from, you know, like fucking eight-year-olds and selling it. No, right? what, I mean, we a, do, right? We agree oh, on that. Okay, hundred thousand Okay, I just want to make sure where we are on we this. We are anti-child porn here at Guys okay. With Fucks. But are there, um, so, but are, what, are, what is the differences in the laws between like an eight, uh, possessing a picture of an eight-year-old naked girl and a 17-year-old naked girl? Or are there? Well, alas, the bad news... The fun for, level. The yeah. bad news <laughs> for the 17... The pubes. Year, for, for the guy who's like 24 who ordered the 17-year-old picture. Right. Um, there's no difference in terms of the law. There's a lot uh. of... There's a lot of difference mm-hmm. in terms of the way prosecutors deal with it. And look, I fight prosecutors all the time. I hate them. I wish they never existed. But, but I also know that most of them are not like crazy people. I've dealt with a lot of the cyber porn people Uh and the FBI. And I said to them, I said, like, for example, let's take Tracy Lords. I don't know if you're too young to remember Tracy I'm familiar with her work. Uh, Refresh my memory, please. Tracy Lords, uh, back in the 1980s, was the breakout video porn star in America. Okay. Um, it was like awesome. She was like post Linda Lovelace, and oh. she was like, but the next big thing. Got it. Um, and according to published accounts, she was incredibly hot and passionate, and everybody wanted Tracy Lord's videos. Uh, turned out she was 14. Shut oh, the fuck yeah, up. Right. I mean, who the fuck knew, right? Was, was she had all that energy? Was she lying about <laughs> Yeah, she lied about her age. She okay. did. So no bitch. one. <laughs> well, I mean, I 14. Mean, um, I would use the term little entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know her name. Whatever. You say bitch like it's a bad thing. So, I'm a businesswoman, so, baby. So, Mommy's so, got to go to work. I, I oh, said, wait, you're a stuffed animal? I, okay. I, I, Tamagotchis, y'all tucked in. <laughs> where, my, where my Furbies at? Yeah, y'all good? All right, mama be back. I gotta go make some porn. Gotta go make some whoopee. Oh, Anyways. shit, I'm back. I forgot my caboodle. Okay. <laughs> How many pocket scr- you gave so- us? How many scrunchies should I wear in this porno? <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to uh, wear smackers, rupee, and lip gloss for this scene. Can we go to Ricky's first and get you Those slap bracelets. Right. Yeah, I should have given it away. Okay, um, so she lied and said she was okay. 18. She was and, 14. And, and everybody was Jokes. more than willing <laughs> Jokes to on everybody. she was 18. Dude, that's hilarious. Right? I mean, it's not funny, but it's hilarious. Like, Yeah, no, it's totally hilarious. So, wow. of course. That could have been UK, dog, with the big old boobies. <laughs> Shit. I looked old when I was young. Yeah, no, and she did too. And, and, and look, I... I, I wasn't into porn at the time because I actually had real women I could fuck. Oh, shit. I Break know, it up right? the shade. No, no, I'm just no, talking about when I was young. Right. Um, so porn <laughs> didn't attract me the way it attracts people of, oh. of, who are older. Yeah. Um, and and But she was a really big thing. And, of course, once it was found, it was a oh, huge shit. scandal. Yeah. Did they delete our videos? people went to prison. People went it. to prison? Yeah, like Wait, her, oh, bec- people who like made it happen. Yeah, the producers, her. the okay. others. They, where they, were her parents? <laughs> 
They was chilling in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, I think they were like very young. Tracy, why are you chat. never home? Right? Oh, it's like, you know, we have a choice. We can continue to live in this trailer. I want to see trailer. what she was from. Yeah. I okay. Mean, drinking Bud Light Lime. Right. And or that money. wasn't invented yet. Right. Yeah. Don't, I know. Don't try and pull That was good. They were sadder times. Good. She's quick. She, I, is, she picks up and shit. And she's timely. Too. Uh, I'm right. a Bud Light Lime connoisseur. <laughs> that's right. No, no, no. That's right. But Don't they did have Bud Light because I used to serve it. But that was good. Lime didn't come along. So anyway, a lot of people got arrested. So I asked the FBI agent that you know I was doing a cyber porn case with. Um, again, totally innocent people. It was like one of these horrible kinds of cases. From Ohio. And, and I said, look, Figures. there's like all these Tracy Lord's videos online. Um, what do you do with people oh. who like, you know, like just regular people who are just doing porn surfing? They're not looking for child porn, but they, you know, type in. Apparently, there's a box. So those I videos read, were digitized. Tracy Lord's. Are you trying to pretend that you never watch porn online? I am. Yeah. You have. Shut up. But you're a lawyer. I, I'm sorry. You 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 asked me a question. <laughs> oh God. And I answered your question. We're not so, in court. Okay, but we're, I answered your question. It's guys, we fucked. We're in a recording studio that we snuck into. Oh, sorry. Um, we have to edit that. I think. No, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. It's probably fine. But, so wait, are there videos of her online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're when all she the was place. underage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I asked fuck, the FBI agent what happens, and he said, "Look." Nothing happens. Really? We know That's her that stuff is out there. Mm. The, the people we actually want to go after are the people who are busily trading and engaging like... in actual child pornography. Yeah. Prepubescent children having sex with adults or other children well, or animals or other things. Oh, boy. Um, those are the people <sighs> that we're targeting that we want to put in prison. If If... Kubi, if somehow your computer got searched and somehow we found a Tracy Lord's download, Wait, not that that would ever happen, if that were to happen, you'd be fine. Because that's not who we're going after. We're actually going after the bad guys. So, so as weird as the laws sound and as bad as they play out sometimes in application, right. because again, like issues like class and race deform the laws around effect. sex, like they deform the laws around murder, for example. Right. Um, for the most part, the people that are doing anti-child porn work are really serious about what they're doing and they're not like psychotic. Speaking of race, do you think that most people pursuing or wanting child porn are white? <laughs> I bet they are. I fucking bet they are. Seems like a real white thing. It seems like a real it white just, thing. It, you know what? Like I, they I, shoot the mass shootings. Most people are white. Right. Not I all. Mean, I, I want to say to you, yes, because I mean, for for example, with like mass shootings, like totally white people. Yeah. yeah. There are data to support that. I don't have the data right. on who is downloading child porn. Uh -huh. If I were to guess, I, yeah, I, I, I guess it's white guys. And the people I know who have been involved in it have all been white in their 30s and 40s, heavy set, huh. bad complexions, and usually wearing glasses. Now, but that's just anecdotal. Right. The, you Your know, experience. honestly, those are not, you know, reliable data. And so, like, exactly who we thought. Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> right. no you're totally right. Good old Jared that I, you know, haven't talked to in years. Right. Who's working for Subway. Um, so, there are our FBI agents. Thank you, sir. There are FBI agents out there that's sir thank you um that sole purpose is to find child porn 
Like obviously for yeah. the per, for for the there with are. the goal of like arresting whoever's making it. Now there, that's there nuts. How do you go about looking for child porn? I mean, besides just googling child porn, that well, can't be the title of this episode. But I really want it to be. <laughs> I mean. Again, I know some of these people, and I actually sort of respect them, so I don't want to mock them. Oh, no, no, no. no. We're um, being serious. Well, they're doing a really important job uh, by stopping uh, the shit. I'm curious. You know, basically, they pretend to be... A little closer to the mic. Sorry. So, damn. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> they basically pretend to be older men who would like to meet young girls right and they they meet them online and they set up liaisons and and then there's usually an arrest that takes place the the other thing which dan savage has actually talked about many if not most of these child porn stings usually involve young gay men who meet older gay men and for the first time feel like Wow, somebody actually understands me because I am living in Bumblefuck, Iowa, mm-hmm. right. and and every day people are calling me faggot and throwing things at me, and this guy actually says, look, why don't you come to some real place like New York or Chicago or San Francisco where normal people live, <laughs> and I'll help you out. Um, and that is also frequently considered sort of uh, child predation when oh. it's really you're just like helping some yeah. poor 16 year old gay kid from like getting out of San Antonio, which right. as far as I'm concerned is a pet rescue. Right, 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 right. That mm-hmm. wouldn't. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would have anything to do with. Well, so the thing is, though, when these people who are looking for the child pornography pretend to be uh, people in search of younger women. Children, uh, is that you mean like so they go to those people's houses and they often possess child pornography or no, that's no, 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 it's, it's, those, it's, that's a pedophilia. It's all thing. sort of done online. You 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 go into chat rooms, you you form right. relationships, and right. gradually send me a picture, I'll send you a picture, and then you set up a meeting, and then something. So because the, so they just kind of like do research and find out where these right. people are lurking because it's because sometimes sometimes it seems a little bit like you're like you're. you're you're almost like cajoling someone into giving you something. Cajoling. Well, let, let, let's let's face it. We we know that pretty much everybody on the internet is not who they appear to be. Right. So once you start with They're that not? premise, <laughs> except for me, shit. My my profile has me like fat and happy, sleeping in a hammock with a small white bichon frise on my shoulder. <laughs> Which is, is that how you sell your legal services? Uh, no, but, <laughs> but I try to present myself as I am. And at this point, my legal services are in sufficient demand that I don't really need to market them. Oh, uh-huh. that's good. Well, that's so, good, yeah. So since no one on the internet is who they, they really are for the most part, right. um, it, it's not that hard to sort of penetrate through the layers because people... <laughs> but I'm bum. Oh, got hey, it. When are we going to talk about my actual area of expertise, which is public nudity and bare well, breasts? We'll get I mean, let's why, do it now. Why, I, mean, we'll I was going to go on to marital rape laws, but let's do this. Let's do public nudity. Well, we just have a, we have a lot of legal s- questions that we want answered okay, for well, free. Okay, well, I'll try to not be so discursive <laughs> because as I I, told I don't you know before. what that word means. Huh? <laughs> what does discursive mean? 
it, it means like sort of off on a tangent. Oh, okay. Going, so we oh, are. That's um, fine, but we just have to be allowed to interrupt you for definitions and stuff yeah. if you use big words. Yeah, no, that happens a lot. On <laughs> Me the not no big too. words. Well, you know, also you're you're using legal jargon. <laughs> oh yeah, like which discursive, which is like. No, is that is that considered legal jargon? No, that's actually I was gonna say that's just a word. English, that's just a big like word. That's just, I think we could all agree that that's a smart person word, and I don't know what it that word means. It is a smart person word, but it's easy I'm to sound smart. smart on a podcast. <laughs> totally. So okay, public noodling. Nood- <laughs> I think nudity. that was a jab. Anyway, right. moving on. Uh, what what? So what are some laws? Uh, what what are the what's the history of public nudity laws that you are familiar with? And particularly in New York City, I would imagine is where you mainly dealt with these. Yeah, I've you know I, I my interest in in public nudity uh, and bare breasts, of course. Like, where did that stem from? <laughs> well, it started in early age, as you might imagine. And as I became a lawyer, it became an increasingly uh, complicated and difficult issue to get your hands around. But, but <laughs> oh, I got a million boob jokes because that's really what this does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it started for me with a very well-known artist named Spencer Tunick, mm-hmm. who does photos of mass nudes all over the world. He's very famous. He's in yeah. National Geographic. I've seen he's, his photos are beautiful. Right. It, it's amazing, the stuff that he's done. But back in the 90s, when he started under the Giuliani administration, he was just considered to be a criminal. Mm-hmm. So so I first saw him in 1995. I was uh, in the office of the great William Kunstler, my mentor, on, on Gay Street. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We're seven. Yeah. Uh, six. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so you first the, saw him on Gay Street. the guy's name from Kunz, meaning artist, German. I know. Okay. It just makes me think of Kunz. Like, fucking grow up. Wow, well, that's never going to uh, happen. And uh, and and we walk and, and Bill comes down. It's Sunday morning. He says, uh, "Ron, Ron, Ron, we got to see this." So I go out of the office from what the brief I'm working on, and there is a man, a woman, and a baby, totally naked, wrapped in saran wrap. And there's a guy taking pictures of them. And it's like, okay, well, this is really interesting. And, and Kunstler, always being a, ver- a guy with great foresight, uh, suggested that possibly this man might need a lawyer someday. Uh, <laughs> good lawyer. And, and we provided our what business a lawyer cards. Move. <laughs> and so that's how I first met Spencer Tunick. Oh, wow. And engaged for many, 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 many years fighting for his right to to engage in artistic nudity projects. It turns out, people are absolutely shocked to learn, that New York state prohibits public nudity, but, 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 big but, you know, you always know there's a big but coming when one of these. It makes I walk into (laughs) I was going to say a Nicki Minaj joke. Same page, same page. Sorry. So what's the but? It's it's an hour and a half podcast, okay? I mean, we can only I think we know how to run the podcast. Carry on. Okay, sorry. Um, The but is there's an exception for nudity that's engaged in for purposes of exhibition, show, performance, or entertainment. Hmm. And really, what nudity isn't. Yeah. I mean, the only kind of nudity that's actually prohibited 
is is simple nihilistic nudity. You wake up in the morning and you say, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I haven't ate coffee. I'm not going to put my clothes on. I'm just going to walk down the street. That you can get busted for. Okay. But if you're part of any art project or exhibition or show or performance, uh, you're legally protected, not under the First Amendment, but simply because there is no law against it. Okay. So I spent a lot of time with Spencer fighting that case all the way to the Supreme Court. We ultimately wow. won it. Spencer did his first legal, totally legal, police-protected nude shoot. Um, and you would not believe— I remember that. —the number of cops— who were present. This was pre-9-11, before security concerns. Mm -hmm. But they just showed up to make sure that nothing happened to the poor girls. Yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and God Mm -hmm. bless them. Um, So so that's how I became interested in in public nudity as an artistic form. Bare breasts, on the other hand, are covered, as it were, by an entirely different set of laws in the state of New York uh, in 1992 under the Santarella case. Um, under the Equal Protection Clause of the New York State Constitution, a woman is permitted to be bare-breasted anywhere a man is permitted to be bare-breasted. Damn straight. Right. So, so if mm-hmm. the sign says no shoes, no shirt, no service, it applies to both of us. Right. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if there's no sign and you're at the pool bar and there's a bunch of guys there in their like really gross speedos with their bellies hanging over, you are perfectly free to have your breasts out. And that's been the law in New York since 1992. Now, a lot of cops haven't fully assimilated Well, I that. know the city's paid a lot of money to cops for giving fines or arresting girls. No, they've, they've, right? they've I've, I've paid read. a lot of money to the women and, and to me. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, and, get that boob money. Get that know, boob money. Right. <laughs> and they ran, these, this, these aren't big awards. Some of them are small, like Amy Gunderson at the Coney right. Island Day Parade mm-hmm, when, when she was forced to put Band-Aids over her nipples. She got $5,000 per nipple, minus my third. Um, how it? Only 5 k a nip? I guess. Well, I mean, she I just mean, was there were Band-Aids on her nipples, yeah, nipples, for God's sake. Didn't, it wasn't, like she got arrested. It just right. kind of put a damper on her day. Yeah, but it <laughs> like, wasn't when? Auschwitz. And it probably yeah. hurt to take off. No one, like, stuck their dick in her without her right. saying okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and and my, my favorite, uh, uh, who I'm sure you know, Holly Van Vos, the topless paparazzo, mm-hmm. who was the one with the big Marilyn Monroe dyed hair, the painted on mustache. And she would walk around bare-breasted with a camera, and she would actually take pictures of people's responses to her. The most interesting thing about Holly that nobody ever noted is that for a 45-year-old woman, she had an incredible set of abs. Right. <laughs> really? They were magnificent. And that's no why ever... women usually wear shirts even though we don't have to. Right. <laughs> These no one ever noticed her abs. <laughs> magnificent abs. I could not stop looking at them. But everybody else just looked at her boobs. And they kept arresting her. Once they arrested her in the New York subway system for a violation of the hygiene code, which prohibits which prohibits changing your clothes in any MTA facility. So they were looking for, like, trap laws, basically? I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we learned that word I learned weekend. that word with abortion clinics. And, and, and I said to the judge, I said, judge, hygiene code? Like, God knows where these have been? 
Um, yeah, and, her breast meeting, yeah, like her body. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's been on these? We've got and and all you those take, charges. Like, a swab of her breast, to right, see, right? Like what right. it was? There's and, some and, KFC and, on these titties. My dear friend, the the, the, the <laughs> photographer Sandy Basham, who also belongs to my era, once said. They're just breasts. Right. They don't fire bullets. See, that's what I've always said. And as a kid, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I would make my female Barbies. They didn't wear clothes. They didn't wear sh- uh, shirts. And neither did my male Barbies. And my parents would be like, "Well, why aren't the females wearing shirts?" And I was like, "Cause who cares? The guys don't have to wear shirts." And like that mentality is like a nipple is a nipple is a nipple. And the thing that makes me kind of frustrated about this whole thing is our our nipples can do things like feed a baby and males nipples are just there right well but I, ours I, are the I ones mean, that as, are as that have to be hidden guy, generally i i, I wouldn't say <laughs> what does that mean as a guy who possesses nipples or a guy who i'm like, a nipple guy nipple he's like how you how you nipples <laughs> it depends if i can't hook up with you unless your nipples are all of the above <laughs> i mean I, I i i i will say that male nipples maintain an erogenous quality oh yeah, yeah absolutely often underrated no they you want your nipples like more it's okay yeah um Totally, and I think there are they are both se- on male and female. They're sexual parts of the body. Yeah. Um. I just like when 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 was the first law that was like okay, women can bear their breasts? Like, was it always for artistic purposes since the beginning of the Constitution? Well, you know, I I, I have a theory about that, and again, it's going to be a little discursive, so interrupt no me when it gets boring because I've spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about especially now in the era of desnudas or the painted ladies yeah I was the, ask you about the those ultimate too. like freak out about boobs oh my god like, they're fucking boobs the mayor this is something must be done I thought de Blasio was okay with them being her, their tits out no Oh, he's not. It's just because no. I think everyone's like distracted by them, and they're trying to like make sure they're not distracted. Well, they make him that's look. That's not weak. our problem. That's not my fucking problem. So, so what I started thinking about in sort of a more serious way. My my formal training is in anthropology, actually. Not, oh wow! Not, well, yeah, right. Like I had this a, store. I love that store. I know. First sales section. Right. So no, good. but this is like with a Y <laughs> instead of uh, an I. It's oh, I'm like, glad. I'm actually oh, proud of you. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, made right. that joke to you before. Right. Yeah, he actually knows that. <clears throat> um, so Not I spent a lot of time trying to figure out why people go so crazy about seeing bare female breasts in public Please when you me. can go online today, anybody online, you know, and, and you know, Google like hermaphrodite midgets having sex with big black women. Oh, yeah. Fine. OK, we got an app for that. Whatever you want is available. <laughs> so why are, are a couple of boobs or multiplicity of boobs why does that freak people out so much so why do you think it freaks people out so I much? Think, i'm asking you i do have a theory on that i yeah, think it I turns them do. on and it makes them uncomfortable and and that's it because when i see bare breasts in central park which i've seen many times for it doesn't make me uncomfortable at all i can't stop staring because i think breasts are beautiful 
But that's it. I'm not sexually aroused by them. And I think that people get uncomfortable if something even a little bit titillates them. No I think. Pun oh, boom. Yeah. Gotcha. I yeah. was waiting for that. That's low hanging fruit. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I'm what, pretty what, much low hanging fruit. What do you think? I think breasts are very powerful and people make up reasons why they can't be around uh, so that they don't get over, like, like threatened, th- overcome by the power, basically. The like power breasts are like tits. dictator. Breasts are like two dictators walking around and people. People are scared that they're going to take over. That's what I feel. I was actually thinking today. And it's how a lot of men treat them. Too. Yeah. Well, because I think I think men men do know that like they're going to fuck up if they're being distracted by breasts. So they're trying to like alleviate that problem before it becomes one. And I think also women are threatened by breasts that are nicer than their breasts, or and they're also scared that like their the, whoever quote their man is is going to be swept away by this other set of breasts. <laughs> it's, it's, they just don't want them out. Before I go into my theory, I. I I'm just curious because back when I was young, and I look, I've been married for 30 years, same woman, monogamous relationship. Good for you. Yeah, you know, glad I had all the sex. That's why you're I so had. tightly wound. <laughs> you know what? Starting in 1971, we didn't have AIDS, we didn't have herpes, so we didn't use condoms. Yeah, Wait, and we had quaaludes. So don't oh, like look down on me. I know you had quaaludes. Okay. Like, let me tell you. It was all good fun. Mm. Uh, Sounds fucking amazing, actually. Right, it was totally fucking amazing. (laughs) Now, it's like, I'm glad I had those memories. Do I want to do this again as a 59-year-old? No, I really don't. It has a very different sort of sense about it. Uh Um, But but I'm interested in, in, in what you just said, which unfortunately, I think I just forgot. Women getting threatened the by the men of women, the breasts. Women being threatened by other women's breasts because oh, yes. I've had, 100%. you know, a lot of, of women, not as many as I would have wanted, mm-hmm. um, but but enough that I can look back and, and feel. Oh, when you say had, you, you mean, mean sexually. Sex, sexually had. I thought yeah. you were going to say had women come as up clients. to you no, no, and no, then. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought there was more Actually of that. Actually fucked women. Okay. And, and without a doubt, Every woman who I had sex with, I loved her breasts. Uh-huh. And some were big and some were Are small. Are you like a breast guy, not a guy? Yeah, I've always, always been a boob guy. Okay, that's your but, that's your career. Yeah, I feel like you wanted to practice pra- It's your passion. See, I get it. This is why but, I don't trust male gynecologists. But as as a <laughs> as a young sexually active man, and I'm talking about, you know, really between the ages of, of like fifteen and thirty, that fifteen year period. Uh-huh. Um I never found any woman's breasts to be unattractive. So I'm interested in right. your notion that that women actually feel a, a boob competition. Oh, 100%. I agree. We talk about this all the time. We, it, it, when when people feel, women feel weird about their bodies, I think the advice that we often give them is like, guys, don't fucking give a fuck. They're just so happy to have you there. Yeah. And I think you as a man agree with Can that. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, and, and like, it's like we So where's the insecurity this. coming so from? A lot, of, a lot of body image problems come from either other women or I think sometimes parents yeah. give body image problems but like so like a man like a dad might give you body image problems but a boyfriend is rarely going to because a boyfriend is just like yeah I love you you're naked yeah women are very judgmental of other women I mean we see things in magazines we think we should look like this or that and then every, every woman wants to be like the the best woman so oh, the competition to be the best looking the best yeah. shape the best everything because we're There's inundated we're inundated with 
images of half naked women all the time. And exactly what you just said, Corinne, it's like, okay, so that means that our value is placed on how we look. And it's not, I mean, I don't say that to myself and go, yes, that is correct. But it kind of feels that way. So it's like, you know, when you're in high school or college or any group of people and there's that fucking Mm -hmm. chick who's stunning and her body's just like, oh, God damn. And everyone can't stop talking about it. But at some level. And again, we're talking about that age group, you know, 15 to 25, 15 to 30. At some level, don't you realize that we will fuck anybody? Oh, absolutely. We but know. That doesn't I know make that. women feel any better, really, because it's like, you oh, oh, oh makes, damn. It's like, <laughs> it makes you feel worse. Yeah, it's you like, fuck anybody? Exactly, exactly. And then it's like, it's so, a fine line. Yeah, it's re- but it is true. You guys will, f- and I feel like it's just a matter <laughs> of like getting to the guy first. <laughs> and it's like, if I get you first, because sometimes I'll like have a crush on a guy and I'll be like, yeah, he's a little out of my league. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not embarrass myself. But then I see him a couple months later with a girl that's way less attractive. And what's cool to me, I'm like, I really fucked this up. But but every woman I had sex with as a young man, I genuinely liked. Mm-hmm, I that's mean, good. You know, I, I obviously didn't spend my life with them. Right. I liked them. And as you said, I was so happy they were in bed with me naked. Totally. The, right. the fact that their boobs were a... A cup uh-huh. rather than a C cup really never entered into my consciousness. Right. So so for whom are you doing this? You're, you're not doing it for the guys because they don't care. You're well, not doing it good for the guys, but I think there is something in women's heads because women are I think they most think times pretty logical. But I feel like, it's, so it's like almost like it's like a sum of money. So like an A cup is like $3 and a C cup is like $20 and like everyone wants to have the most money uh, and then uh, and then like they, they think like, oh, the guy will want the most money like it's hard to explain it's well because it's women logic so it really doesn't make any sense no but, but so try to explain <laughs> women it are listening to this, try to so like bigger boobs in your view well because are, are we like have been taught boobs? as a sex i certainly don't feel that way i'm fucking i perform naked i love my little boobs for me it's more of a symmetry and coloring thing to be honest if like very that is where i like to judge people because we all judge people yeah no nobody wants to see one woman's nipple in one place and the other one <laughs> You know, they down there, but shit. that doesn't happen that often. No, it doesn't no. happen that often, and so that's but the women thing. put pressure on themselves to do this. But I feel like a part of it is because we're so inundated with the images of perfect women that it's like, God damn it, I gotta fucking compete with that shit now. Yeah, and you can look at it two different ways, and I look at it both ways, not at the same time. But but but, but they're not perfect women. They're, yeah, no, they're, right. They're, they're not even. But close the women to that are. Why women. are the women in the beer commercials the ones that are always in the fucking beer commercials? Okay, they're in you the. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that. Right. No I, I, I do know that. I do know that. But but, in terms of of that, okay, and I'm just like looking at you specifically because mm-hmm. you're the one who asked me that question. <laughs> um, who do you think like a guy that you'd really like to spend some time with? wants to spend more time with the girl in the beer commercial with big tits. Okay, that's great. That's one night. You know, great. I, I stick my dick between her tits. I come on her face. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Whoa. You had that planned out. Right. Whoa. Oh, Nelly. He's been thinking about that wonderful. one. <laughs> but in terms of, of the woman that I actually would like to have a real relationship with right. beyond that, do you think that that's her or do you think that's you? I don't know. But here's the thing. Well, and she I know has both. My, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I, my, I, yeah right. I have giant tits. No, and I get that. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't think it's right to shame the woman in the beer commercial because she's fucking hot. 
hot. Like, this is what it's like to be a woman. It's so fucking complicated because at the same time, I am so comfortable with my charm and my humor and my personality and my body. I'm, I'm comfortable with myself. Very comfortable. I wasn't always this way. But, you know, I've learned to rely on like, well, I'm funny. And that's where that's how I derive the most amount of self-esteem is by yeah, being funny too, because that's rewarding <laughs> right. to me. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the girl in the beer commercial showing her hot tits. No, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's a it, weird mental. There's fun. not and a lot of women feel wrong threatened her. by not, the beer I'm not girl. Judging, totally. I'm not judging it's weird her because I, they I, hate I'm themselves. Trying to think of the True. man. Right, who's, who's attracted to this? And you're and right. The kind of dude that's like, oh, I want to fuck exactly that girl the so kind bad. Kind of dude. Okay. He's not the right. kind of guy I would ever want to. Okay, wow, be man, with. I wish she'd give me a blowjob in the bathroom after my third. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, but okay. I think you're ha- you're living on like an, you ha- you're like a little elevated like mentally. I don't think. Yeah, you're oh, smart. really? Yeah. That's well, like, nobody has ever said that. Yeah, about me. really. Yeah. It's true. I like her. <laughs> but it's true because I mean the kinds of things you're talking about, like it's like yeah, and that's the way women think, like. I will. I I don't really judge people off their looks. I mean, as you can tell by the people who are on the podcast, but it's just <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Mike Coscarelli on your podcast. I didn't. Very I didn't fuck Coscarelli, but he's one of the good looking. He's very he, very he good is, looking. He guy. is so cute. Yeah, he's so cute. No, no. His Mike dimples. is so. He is so cute. One and, of my and, favorite people. He, mine too. And it's like I, off off Mike, you know, because he's been. Uh, he's my producer. For those of you who don't know, uh, Mike is my board op on WABC. Mike Coscarelli is from the Dude Panel. And oh, yeah. uh, for me, he's my my board operator at WABC Radio on seven seventy, where I actually have a commercial right. remunerative radio program. Mm-hmm. And so Mike and I spend a lot of time talking off mic and and you know he posts like pictures of like the last one he posted was himself in a black t-shirt with another guy in a black t-shirt and it's like good going trying to convince your parents you're not gay Mike. <laughs> I mean, you know, way good to go. job. But, my but, job, Mike's uh, wonderful. Anyway, so my theory. <laughs> that was just like, we'll put some music around that in yeah. this segment where we talk Mike about Mike Coscarelli. <laughs> my, my theory about why people, despite the age of constant public sexuality and the, the ability to get sexual activity as a man of any kind you want, you can get it online, you can get it on porn. If you want it in person, you just get a hooker. There's, you know, New York is sex work capital of the world. You right. can get whatever you want on demand. Mm-hmm. So why are all these guys going so crazy about bare boobs? And my answer to that, as I said, is a little discursive. I, I think it goes back, and it's patriarchal, but but I don't mean that no in, in a bad sense. Um. I, I mean it in evolutionary <laughs> sense. Um, the way the family first formed in primitive society, and we're talking a million or so years ago, was that, you know, and we had much more sexual dimorphism then, both in in terms of physicality. Men were far more distinguishable, at least according to the archaeological record, than women were. And and consequently, the work they performed was much more dimorphistic than it is now. And and so men went out and provided protein— Mm-hmm. Right, like your basic dead mammoth, but protein, which is like crucially important in a primitive society. Okay. And they also were physically capable of taking care of women when they were the most vulnerable, which is when they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. So what did guys get out of that? I mean, why did guys do that? 
Because they want to get fucked? There was a yeah, yeah, they got fucked. They got pussy. <laughs> I was right. going to say because there was a son or daughter on the way and they yeah, wanted yeah, to kill No, that's nice, Christina. Well, I think our answers reflect our personalities. Because <laughs> I mean, they but, wanted but, to look after their family. Yeah, they cared. They wanted want that pub The same reason men have been doing things since the beginning right. of time because they, they want to get, get fucked. Right. <laughs> it was, that's right. It was a fundamentally uh, a biological imperative. And I think it's very, very much in our DNA. Obviously, the men who took the best care of their women were the most attractive to women. And that's who, the case now, too. And that is the case now. Well, well, well no, I mean, know, like, yeah, I mean, you people value the eye rolling. People, people, people value community lately. Well, uh, that's different. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. That's but, a little different. But, hey, if there's any acidic people out there who wants right. to be on the podcast. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, I mean, so, so yeah. I think that that's. <laughs> I'm that, with you. It's all right. <laughs> but, but the crucial aspect of that, mm-hmm. and as the, the, the family expanded into these sort of patrilineal or even matrilineal um, small groups uh-huh. where you were related to the clan down the 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 road or the, the bush, yeah. uh, so to speak, whatever. <laughs> um, you, you know bush. what was important, what was vitally important, uh, even more so, I think, in matrilineal societies like Jewish society, was maintaining sexual control over women. Oh, you don't say. Crazy. That was weird in primitive society, absolutely a vital thing. I mean, if you're going out and you're like risking your ass on that freaking mastodon with your crap ass javelin, you don't want to go back. <laughs> this crap ass javelin. I'm trying to find your woman banging the guy who decided he was too sick to go on the mammoth hunt, right? You just don't. Well, I maybe mean, you don't, don't want to. Yeah. Right. But as an evolutionary process, the the guy who ends up sleeping with 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 your woman who uh, because he's not on the the mammoth hunt, he ends up getting getting removed from society. So so I think huh. from the very beginning. Wait, uh, do you mean murder? I, I you know. Uh, don't sure. lawyer me. It's we're talking about cavemen. Sure. <laughs> Um, and, and I think, and we see this in all, you know, of the Abrahamic as well as other religions that, yes, women are revered, women are exalted, but most of all, women are controlled. Ugh. Their sexuality and, and how they express their sexuality is uniquely within the province of men. I, as a father, will give away. Right. My daughter to another man. I have protected her virginity. Yeah, right. Such, but that's yeah, well, right. yeah. That really fucking worked well, that's out why, well. Like the roots of marriage are fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's why. Like, but, how do you feel but, about even like the giving away? That part of the wedding you, always skews me that's out gross. so yeah, hard. No, totally and a, like a virginity ring. Right. I can't right. believe people Ugh. even say that. It, but it's utterly skeevy. <sighs> but it's a part Arf. of 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 an I, I won't call it DNA. But an uh, an instinctive evolutionary response. Well, how come? The, so how, when I'm almost done. Uh, yeah, because so I have an important question related to when that. When you when when you go out and you see a woman with her boobs out, yeah, and she's not obviously under the control of a man. It's not like she's got a guy there. Hey, hey, look what I'm doing, huh? Don't you wish you were doing her? She's just there on her own. It upsets an order of the universe that has existed for a million years. Like, how can this woman be expressing herself 
in a sexual manner this way, utterly bereft of male control. There is something wrong here, and indeed, something has to be done. That's that's my discursive that theory. Actually, makes a lot about it does make why sense. people go so so. But don't you think if the breasts that. had always been out, then we would just think of female breasts like male breasts, and they would just always be there? Because once you once you see something a bunch, it's like eh. I mean, all those African uh, uh, tribes and stuff that have the women are bare breasted all the time. They're yeah. never covered up, and no one gives a well. Fuck this is about why, part of the reason I did. I performed stand up naked. The Part of the reason I did that was because literally after the first second and the excitement of seeing your all your friends and your colleagues naked, you forget they're naked. You just forget because really it's meaningless. It doesn't matter anymore. You saw it. It's, it's done. You saw the end of the movie. You read the end of the book. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone's bored. Right. And that Life was on. part of Spencer Tunick's um, f- f- uh, photographical fairy tale. Uh, 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 position and and all all those people who uh-huh. p- participated in mass nudes for Spencer and right. now Andy Golub doing something Same concept, similar absolutely. that that once you do it there's like okay I've done it it's totally liberating none of this matters yeah. to me but it's but you know what else. to the rest of us it matters and and will I ever get tired of seeing bare breasts in public? I hope not. <laughs> I won't. Well, you know what? I love and another thought that go pops in my head when I see a woman without her shirt on is like, thank you, because you're helping everybody calm the fuck down about boobs. I my whole honestly, my clothing that I've worn since I was a teenager has been dictated by breasts. Yeah, my life on uh, really. And I, and I do mean this because at the age of 13, I was a 32 double D like it was it's it was you just looked at my boobs. Um but like that, you know, I, I didn't I, want in the that. studio here. It, you, I can't really tell because given... I wear baggy clothes. Yeah, but it, like Corinne says, it's like you know, if you cover a TV with a sheet, you could tell tell the TV <laughs> under there. But my whole life has been dictated by men over sexualizing my body and specifically my boobs, and I've had such a hang up about that. I never show cleavage, and when I do, it's a thing. Like I calculate it, and I'm like, okay, am I comfortable with this? And the whole night, I'm like thinking about it, even till this day. So, 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 tell me, given your what thirty six double D or whatever you said you were, <laughs> I, I yeah. forget. But who's counting? Yeah. Who's counting? Why did... I mean, obviously, men sexualize And that. women made me feel guilty about it because they accused me of flirting with men when I wasn't. Right. Yeah, right. You're always you're always trying to fuck somebody else's boyfriend when always. it's like, like... When I was younger. Really? Younger, younger. You, do you really think... I mean, I, I love you, sister, but if do you really gonna think... If they're going to leave you, they're going to leave you. I would fuck yeah, that loser? Yeah, right. Right. I know, well, no, this girl, Brianna... Why does it make you feel... I mean, obviously, if you've got, like, attractive breasts and and to me they're all attractive and one of the the beauties of Andy Golub's paintings which I've grown to appreciate so much is you know he he painted a double mastectomy victim oh nice who in her hospital bed and he totally covered her in paint and she said she had never felt more beautiful Aww. and you looked at her and you know what she was beautiful yeah you know Sorry, I'm. I've been drinking. I'm tearing up a little. Um, but but go, going back to your double D's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's get, right, let's which get is to the matter a much hand, better please. subject. Why did 
I mean, you know that men are attracted to them. Why was that a problem? Because it made me uncomfortable. It was the center of everybody's uh-huh. uh, focus. It, it it was it was as if. Uh, I remember this girl Brianna and it was in eighth grade and it was in fucking Homer. I remember this very vividly going, you just, you're sticking your boobs out so the boys will like you more. And that's uh-huh. not, and I'm not that kind of, I would never do that, but right. it doesn't matter because if you do that, you do that, whatever, fuck you, whatever. Uh, but I just got so much negative attention from them and the, the stares from older men when I was 14 and from all the boys at school, all they would talk about was my tits. My nickname was Big D's, Big D's McGee. I uh-huh. mean, it was a fucking thing. And I didn't, the thing is, and to to me, I don't want to get attention because of my body. I want to get attention because of my brain. Well, and I know that's that sounds... right there. Yeah, that's... that's the main thing. It's just like don't sex, don't, and I'm being sexualized when I don't want to be but sexualized. Yeah, and that, but that's and that's being a woman. I mean, it's that, like you're trying to fucking say something that has to do with you know literature or art, and then everyone's just like looking at your ass or your boobs. But it's like you know you kind of get used. But to I it. wish I could but do a comedy show naked fun. and not give a shit. Like I wish I had. I'm, but I feel like it's like a mental. Trap well, that well, I'm... well, then, then help me as as a guy, and let's pretend instead of being fifty. How old are you? Again? I'm twenty seven. Twenty seven. Let's pretend I'm thirty years younger. I think that would make me um, twenty nine. Right? Twenty nine. <laughs> Acceptable range. Okay. And I find you sexually attractive, and I'm looking at your tits, and I think they're really great. I mean, how should I, as somebody who's attracted to you sexually? deal with that but if we're already in agreement that we're gonna do something physically or i'm gonna go out with you well we don't know that yet all i see how do you deal with I it is you fucking look me in the eyes I, right i right and i look my wife has taught me <laughs> 30 years she's taught me and i finally mastered it simple phrase look at the face ron yeah. i'm ron Look at the face. So I finally got that down. But but I didn't have it down when I was 29 years old. So I'm looking at your tits, and they're really hot, and, I, and I'm listening to you, and obviously you're smart and you're attractive, and, and the whole package. <laughs> I'm listening to how attractive you are. <laughs> the whole package is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, am I not supposed to relate to your boobs? Am I supposed Why? to? What do you mean relate to my boobs, though? What does that mean? Um, you can think that I have nice them, t- drool over them. I don't know. Um, I think look at them and think they're nice to yourself. Go home and jerk off to it later. Do. Don't, I think don't the problem is men need to learn how to be more discreet because girls are totally checking out dudes all the time. We're just better at We're it. polite about it. We're just better. I look at <laughs> people. I look at guys junk. I look at their ass. I look at every. I size men up and uh, well, I fuck the shit out of them all the time but I'm nice about it and I don't make them feel like an object and I don't I just well, I enjoy it to myself in society mm-hmm. the glare of a man on a woman Ugh. is aggressive whereas yeah. a woman mm-hmm. gazing at a man is, is, is welcome and, 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 and flattering and sometimes it's funny yeah. and sometimes and so that's it's, not you know every individual man's fault but right. it's like you know but again it, it's it falls a product on society. Of fundamentally of, of patriarchy I mean yeah. when you walk down the street and you get Whistle that like you're a fucking dog. I mean, that's the well, that's that man's fault. And, uh, <laughs> totally, that particular right. person. But it, it feels degrading. And what happens over time, I think, as that as that stuff tends to happen to you more and more, well, you just feel like it's degrading. It's degrading to your soul. It's degrading to who you are. It's saying you're less than or you're just. Well, see, because we have just very fuck toy. different like ways we handle it. So Christina uh, handles it by covering herself up. Well, I don't have a huge rack, but I have like a big butt, and I still have a. Uh, 
you know. You got some good sense. I got some bod. <laughs> and so. Yes, you do. And, 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 and again, I, I, I'm speaking as a 59 <laughs> year old right, man right. with a 23 year old daughter who has yeah. a lot of friends. But right. I mean, I recognize attractive young and women. that's fine i'm 30 it's good it's fine but it's um but so it's an and so the way i handle it is i just wear whatever the fuck i want but then i have to have like a mental meeting with myself before i leave and be like all right are you gonna punch someone tonight or not because huh. when when there are things i mean like the amount of comments that i got when i wore a poprageous dress oh, um, like this book. weekend i mean it was like form fitting i mean the amount of comments i got walking like three avenues just Someone said something. To, someone said, "Oh, that's too much." A man what? said that to me on the street. You mean? Yeah, and I was like in such a rush that I didn't have time. But I mean, if I was not huh. in a rush to a comedy show, which is the most important thing, if it was anything else but that, I would have fucking stopped and been like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't put this on for you. I don't care what you think. This is what I wanted to wear. I own mirrors. I know how I look. Shut the fuck up. I don't know who invited everyone to give me feedback on what I'm wearing." Yeah, one of my my it's my really former clients, she's moved w- well away from New York City, and I I'm ashamed to say I forget her name, but she did the film Combat Zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and what she would do is she would walk around. She's an attractive woman. She'd walk around with nice clothing. I mean, it wasn't like you know, it didn't say "fuck me now," but it was like nice clothing and a camera, and and. As she would be whistled at and accosted on the street, she would take out the camera and interview the person. Oh, who was so someone did it. a better catcalling video before, before the, the catcalling cat video. Fuck! Oh, why? Why did that one go so viral? This one sounds more. Well, you know, it was sort of before this time. It was she was before her time, and right. I think she sort of Glad burned out on it. it was Men have been doing that Combat zone, though, <laughs> That's and, awesome. and she That's would do this about. repeatedly. And and challenge just you know directly construction workers Latino guy black man See, white yuppie just like why done. are you doing this why are you treating me like this yeah tell me and the camera is now on him yeah and of course you know the answers were 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 less than a par right. as you might well yeah. imagine oh you don't um, say. <laughs> yeah so so it's interesting let me tell you some stories though about being an older man that may make you feel better about this. Uh, when I was young, and I can show you pictures, uh-huh. uh, I was actually pretty hot. Uh-huh. And uh, with age, as we know, for guys that that fades, it's replaced with power and money. Uh, you know, which Glad are said it. great replacements <laughs> if you're into that. Right, right. Uh, but but it boost. doesn't you know make up for that. So so as I got older, I noticed the stare from you people more and more. Wait, girls staring at you? Well, no. The stare from you must say, huh? Like you staring right past me. Ah. Uh, like I've heard that lo- I've heard that sentiment echoed in a I lot of men. Don't exist. It's like the movies, like the ghost movies where the guy is really there. It's like, "Hey, I'm here. Hey, here." But 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 the other people can't see him yeah. looking How does that right make you feel? Through me. Um you know, it makes me feel age appropriate. Like, why in the world would this woman be interested in me? Yeah. It 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 also is sort of hurtful because, you, like like you, um, I have things to offer, 
besides sexuality. I mean, I have a brain. I have some experience. I can tell some pretty funny stories. Mm -hmm. um, I've got stuff that you might actually appreciate without us fucking. So in that way, it's hurtful. Uh, and because as I you got, feel like you're, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. And as I got older, and I live in Chelsea, I, I noticed. Oh, so you really are doing well. <laughs> yeah, you are. Damn. I am. Yes. <laughs> Shit. The gay guys mm -hmm. stop looking. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, that's when you really the lost dagger, and, Joe. That's a real dagger. And it was like, wow, these these like buffed b boys. They don't even. Well, they're look more judgmental me. than women. Well, I don't know. Physically, young men. Nine, but You're nobody's right. looking at me anymore. Well, I'm very you sad for you, boohoo. No, but no, also, it's fine. but it's also, fine. the thing is, the, the thing is here. So yeah, no one's looking at you. But the thing is, you could still absolutely fuck most of those people because you're a lawyer. You're successful. You have a lot of money. You just need and and like a woman will give you. You can you can you can get a couple minutes out of a woman if you have the right the right opening line. But, but <clears throat> on the flip side, um. A hot young guy, uh, like an older woman, is not going to get any time from a hot young guy. It's just not going to happen. No matter if she is the smartest, most brilliant person Unless in the world. that's their thing. Unless yeah. it's a Unless hot young that's guy's like, thing. Yeah. In which case, it's right. like, well, I'm just a fucking right, fetish. Right, right. And everyone's just losing. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I, re I appreciate that. I appreciate when people just say that and they don't act like an asshole and then you have to find out that that's why. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it does. I would imagine, like... It would, I would imagine it would feel the way you're describing it would feel. And everyone's going to come to that point where people stop looking at them. You know what I mean? Like, that's a thing right. about life. And, and, look, and I think that's interesting. I get it that I'm no longer a sexual object. And, and having had a totally delightful sex life in the 70s, as I said, <laughs> unprotected and with quaaludes. Glad you're alive. Yeah. I, I can look back on that and say, you know what? I did that. It was fine. It was great. Um, do I want to try to do that again as an older man? No, I really don't because there's no way of recapturing that because right. at this at this point, as you say, it's either power or it's money mm -hmm. or it's it's influence. And, and I don't, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, and also you're married, right? <laughs> But still, like that's an innate and, well, thing. There I mean, is that. No, I know you want to feel. You still want to feel sexually but, alive. But still, it's a same-sex marriage. What? Same sex. Same sex. Same sex. Uh, ah, the lawyer joke. joke hey, same sex. Uh, yeah, sex is the same. You know, I was like, wait, you're years? gay. I was no, like, I'm so confused. I'm not gay. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> How long do you're a comedian? We're just offended by How the How long joke. does it take your audience to get your joke? I mean, it's not, not very long. long. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, you're better than I am. Um, but well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm happy where I am. I'm right. happy for what I did. I, I just am sad for all the people whose lives are so incredibly messed up around this sort of very basic, fun, good times thing. Totally, yeah. we're with you. We're with you on that. Well, we have to end. We've been talking for a while. I have not finished my Heartland Growler. Um, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to finish it, but uh, but that's well, I've come damn impressive. close. Yeah. How no, many I, drinks I felt... did you have before this Growler? Well, you know what ha what what happened was I had an old client, uh, an alleged terrorist, unindicted happily. Yeah, about that alleged terrorist. <laughs> Shh. 
Oh, it was a woman. That was makes it me a so happy. Terrorist? I, yeah, I, I'll terrorize I, you with you my titties. Know, <laughs> you know what? I don't want to be cis normative here. Oh god. Um, mm. and, and I also don't want to. We'll use... send out a link to uh, dictionary.com. Yeah, right. us, so. <laughs> and I also don't want to use. Take a shot every time he says a word you don't understand. The first name, because course, that would be an issue too. But back when I knew her, she was an alleged terrorist. Uh, she did not get indicted happily. It was all for good stuff. Trust me. You know, animals and peace and all good things. I see. Right. Uh, she didn't get indicted. And I invited her to come by and say, hey, why don't you come by sometime? And, you know, like a lot of people who say that, like, why don't you come by sometime means I'm never going to see you <laughs> until your funeral. Yeah. Um, but she actually, the she then said, okay. Well, how's this time work? You know, I know you like whiskey. I'll bring a bottle of Nikki uh, coffee grain whiskey. So we, we had a little, uh, uh, nice little talk together. Um, she and I, still not sure about that, uh, had a few drinks. And then I came here. I felt bad about being drunk and told you guys were late. So I, I got a growler at Heartland. I didn't know what a growler was. I thought it was, I just want to get a bottle of so beer. Wait, this, was, this is your answer to why, how many drinks you had, right? We're still on that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Are you, is who's there some the lawyer that you're not I just wanted a number. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not into numbers. Where, where can we find your show? Where can people listen to your show? Well, you can listen to the Curtis and Kuby show on 77 WABC, which is AM radio, I was going to say AM way. or FM. Yeah, I know. AM, it's 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 sort of- My uh, dad listens to AM I, I know, radio. My, right. The worst thing I ever had, I was flirting, you know, gently flirting with a young woman in, in court, a young, like she was in her 30s we were laughing and having a good time and and i she asked for my business card i gave her my card and she said wow you're ron kuby and i looked up oh, all proudly shit. right like wow and she said my dad loves you oh, oh, oh my boner yeah, is going back yeah. in my body it's am radio 12 to 3 monday through friday we do curtis and kuby it's a awesome. news talk radio show uh, mike coscarelli is our board op <laughs> Oh my. We want to get that out there. <laughs> our comedy guy, our all around, like, you know, M Mike would be the best air traffic controller in the world because you know what? He never panics. No matter how much bad stuff is happening. You obviously have never texted with Mike Coscarelli. Okay, well, I'm not talking about his sex life. I'm just talking about working on the board. Oh, no God. matter how much stuff is happening around him. I need this cut. Do you have cut seven? No, I said cut 17. No matter how much bad stuff is happening, he's totally calm. And in radio, in talk radio, if the board op is calm, the talent is calm. If the board op starts to freak out, the whole thing goes the vibe south. Goes down. So he was the one who told me about you in the first place. Aww, I'm thanks. so glad he did. You and I love the time we've spent together. So did I. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with us. So we really appreciate it. Absolutely. This has been another episode of Guys We Fucked the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. We will talk to you next Friday. Is this your only ID? You know my rights, man. You don't know shit, Lebowski. I want a fucking lawyer, man. I want Bill Kunstler, man, or, or Ron Kubik. <laughs>